Hey there. Uh, fourth time is the charm, I suppose. <laughs> it's time for another episode of the Factory Podcast. This is literally the fourth time I've tried to record this. I just keep messing up, so <laughs> just bear with me. I had a um, a root canal, so <laughs> so trying to get over that. But um, today's episode we have is from New Year's Eve, nineteen seventy six. And there are actually several people here that we've never mentioned before. So um, just like I do, sometimes I go through and I list them and um, and I probably will mispronounce several of their names. So I know you're used to that by now. <laughs> so uh, who we have today is Kitty Miller, who is a philanthropist and debutante who is married to Gilbert Miller, who is a theater producer. We have Elsie Woodward who's a society woman and breeder of thoroughbred horses. We have Princess Minnie de Bavou, a princess over a tiny village in the Lorraine region of northeast France. We have Antonor Patino, an heir to his father's tin mining business. We have Paloma Picasso, daughter of Pablo Picasso, and best known for her jewelry designs at Tiffany & Company. We have Billy Baldwin, who is a famous New York interior designer. He was known as the Dean of Design, and he uh, designed for many celebrities. A.E. Copert, who is an English writer. And we have Eileen Millay, who wrote a syndicated gossip column under the pen name Susie Knickerbocker. Okay, so here we go. Friday, December 31st, 1976. Worked at the office until 7. Went home to change for Kitty Miller's party. Walked over to 550 Park. Fred Hughes was already there. Elsie Woodward, who was my kitty date for last year's New Year's, had called and canceled because she said she was dizzy and that she can't fight it. I'm old, she said. Princess Minnie de Beauvau was there with her father and stepmother and her sister Diane. She introduced me to her grandfather, Antonio Patino, who I then realized I met at CZ Guests. He's little. He looks like one of Paloma Picasso's little boyfriends. He's the tin cane of Bolivia. I overheard Kitty describing me to somebody, and I guess somebody must have talked to her about me, because what she was saying was sounding like somebody had told it to her. He's one of the furthest off Broadway and a little far ahead of his time, they laugh and things like that. Maybe it was Billy Baldwin or somebody like that that she got those things from. I missed Kitty's regular butler. He's the one that had the fight with Diana Vreeland's maid. He was fired for being too familiar, but I really liked him. He's the one who told me to watch those A.E. Copert stories on Channel 13. And after dinner, I sat underneath Goya's Red Boy, Kitty had this most famous painting right there in her house. It's unbelievable. Kitty's parties used to be the biggest thing in New York with every Hollywood star there, and now it was just down to her friends. Eileen Mail Susie didn't even RSVP this year. Diane de Beauvau took my hand, and we ran into the next room right as midnight was coming on. I sort of wanted to stay and kiss the old bags like I did the year before, because actually it was so much fun to do to kiss 90-year-old Elsie Woodward and say, Happy New Year, darling. 
Then Minnie Dibova came in and got Diane and told her she had to go back in and say Happy New Year to their father and stepmother because she knows where their bread's buttered. And the food at Kitty's, it was the canned frozen stuff again. At first she thought maybe these rich people don't know any better because they've been going to charity dinners all their lives, but then they do go to La Granule too, and that's really good food. So they must notice the difference. And then there were six servants who were serving all this canned food. Right after midnight, it was everyone grabbing their coats, and they couldn't wait to go on to the next party. Fred was really drunk. We got out on the street, and he thought he was the it boy. He gave Minnie his coat. The windchill factor was making it around 20 below, and he was just in his top hat, kissing everyone on the street. We walked Diane to the Westbury to pick up her boyfriend, who stayed home to write a script. But when we got there, he was in the nude, waiting to fuck her, so we left her there. Went home, called Bridget, called Pat Hackett. Nobody was home yet. At 6 a.m., Jay Johnson woke me up, calling to speak to Jed. He was drunk, and I hung up on him, and he called back and let it rain 20 times. And that's it for this episode of the Factory Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in.